Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello. Welcome, everyone. It is up. It is up. It is up. It is up. We are up. We are up. We are up. We are up. Post-WWE SummerSlam podcast. I'm Jeremy Lambert, joined by Alex Pulowski. Alex, how are you, buddy? Uh, I can make the party rock. I can make the party hop. Is that right? I don't really... I'm not really so. sure. Something, something, <laughs> karate chops. I, I heard, I heard karate chops in there one time. Is, is karate chops on there? I karate, something, 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 karate chops. I'm not sure. It's, I know karate chops rhymes with hop, so I know that there's a hop in there. So I'm assuming karate chops works, right? Uh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm. We are up. For those, for those of you who are, who are watching us in, 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 uh, in the UK. And thereabouts, uh, you you guys, uh, you guys are in. Let's 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 keep them up with with a fun show. I can make the party hot. I can make your body rock. Oh, Bitches say they fucking with me. Chances are they probably not. If I had a dick, you'd probably lick it like a lollipop. Hoes speaking Japanese. I hit him with the karate chop. I'm forever popping shit, pulling up and dropping shit. Gotta argue with them, cause I love a toxic bitch. Out here playing, gotta make them understand. If ain't no ring on my finger, you gonna you ain't gonna fly on my gram. If it's up, then it's up, then it's up, then it's up. There you go. Ah, <laughs> uh, WWE SummerSlam. Brock Lesnar's back. Becky Lynch is back. That's not all that happened, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, and uh, and and. And Goldberg is going to murder Bobby Lashley <laughs> in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. That's another thing that's, that happened. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, uh, let's start with the let's start with the big thing, right? Yeah. Brock Lesnar returning at the end of the show. Yeah. Roman Reigns beat John Cena, beat him clean. I thought I thought it was a good match. Um, you know, Cena had it at his hope spots. Roman took the majority of this match, though. Cena hit hit his moves and everything. Hit him with a couple Superman punches at the end. Mm-hmm. He screamed, "I'm WWE!" He speared him, yeah. and then pinned him one, two, three. Yeah. He celebrates, wants to be acknowledged. Here comes the pain hit. 
Here comes Viking Brock with his ponytail and his beard looking real jacked, man. And he came out, he got in Reigns' face, and Reigns is like, I'm good, bro. I'm good. Yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah, uh, Brock Lesnar came back looking like Brook Lesnar <laughs> from, from the Raven clan or something. Like yeah, that was uh that was some good stuff. Um uh yeah, I I didn't care for the match. Um really no no the 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 no I didn't. The the thing was they set it up that um that all all Gina Cena's gotta do is pin you one, two, three. That's all he's gonna do. I don't have to beat you up, I just gotta pin you one, two, three, which means the entire match is based around the threat of a surprise roll-up. Surprise roll-ups are my least favorite thing about WWE booking. So I I they were just like, oh, hey, is Cena going to get him with this schoolboy? No, only a two count. <laughs> oh, how about with this schoolboy? Oh, no, only a two count for 15 minutes. And I, I, I was, I'd rather have watched them wrestle each other. If Roman's going to beat him, just have Cena say, come back and say, I think I still got it. And Roman say, I think you don't. And have him wrestle a match. And have Roman prove that Cena doesn't have it anymore. There's your story. Instead of like seeing a guy go, ah, I almost got you with that schoolboy. Let's see what the next one has. I don't, I, I don't like roll-ups. That's just like a thing. I don't like. I don't like fruit roll-ups are fine. Any other kind of roll-up, I don't like. We love distraction roll-ups. We named our show yeah. after it. Uh, we didn't talk about it last night when we did the the post SmackDown show because we'd go on like yeah. an hour and a half and we're just <laughs> dead tired. But yeah. like that that was what they built. Like Cena did the schoolboy and then. Michael Cole's like kicked out, or Pat McAfee's like he kicked out at two. And Michael Cole's like, I think that was three, maybe. <laughs> and Cena's like, yeah, it's three. I got like, is it the best build in the world? That 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 was it. I thought that angle sucked last night, but I in WWE, parts of the match I did like, like I like the super AA, I like the AA yeah. on the on the table, all that stuff. The parts of the match that were an actual wrestling match, I really liked. There was just like that was maybe thirty percent of the match was an actual wrestling match. It's the most powerful move in WWE, Pulowski. Cena knows this. It's, like it's, he, a, it's a it's a super thing. It's yeah, a, it's a, he yeah. knows. He knows what, that's what the most powerful move, so he's going to use it. What is what do they call it in the two K games where you save up uh, where you an oh my god moment an OMG yeah. moment? That's what it is. <laughs> a roll up is basically an OMG moment. Yeah. So he he used he tried to use that to his advantage here. I like I like the match. It was pretty much how I how I expected it to go. I didn't think Cena was going to get like a ton of offense and he's never been like an offensive wrestler anyway. He's always fought from underneath and that's exactly what happened here. He had his all his hope moments. He had the one AA, he had the super AA Roman kicked out both times. He had the one through the table as well. And then Roman put him away clean. And that's exactly, it's exactly what you would want. I would think. And yeah. of course the big thing, Brock is back. How do you feel about Brock being back? Well, I don't know yet because because Brock being back is interesting. I know Paul Heyman will make it as interesting as Vince lets him. Like the whole like you could tell Paul was like like Roman as they were leaving. Roman was like making making glaring at, at Paul. It's like I didn't know. How could I have known? I didn't know. What do you think yeah. I knew? Like Paul is scared shitless that his <laughs> that his ex is gonna beat up his current his current current guy, and that's. That's not that's not okay. He doesn't like that. So I, I love that they're going to basically make it partially make it about that. Um, Brock basically, because for those of you who don't know, after the show went off the air, 
Brock gave a couple of Germans and an F5 to Cena. So it's not like babyface Brock is back. He just he just wants that title. And yeah. he's he's gonna go through Roman to do it. So I like the idea of 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 badass heel Roman with nobody who's been able to even come just like even come close to putting him out. Now he's got to go up against Brock, Viking Brock. Like that is a cool thing, like a wrinkle for Roman's reign. Um, but beyond that, like if they actually put this put the strap on on Lesnar and he's gone until Mania. Nah, I don't. I don't like that that much. I I like having the titles defended on shows. Uh I well, Roman doesn't defend the title on. No, but but he defends it every yeah, month. Yeah, he's yeah, he's the, he's there defending it every month. That's true. I don't know what Brock's schedule is going to be if he's gonna work the the pay per view loops. He's obviously not working house shows, and right. I don't know how often he's showing up to SmackDown. Maybe he'll show up to the because he's gonna be on Fox, right? Like it US, is USA after today has got to be like, <laughs> when's that draft happening? Yeah, because we'd like we'd like we'd like one or more of these people. Thank you. It, it is very possible that Brock um, that he makes more television appearances than usual because he's going to be on Fox now. Does that mean he's going to defend the title? Should he win the title? Like when are they going to do the match? They they can't hold off until Survivor Series. They can do it in Saudi. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're doing that. They're doing that title. It's Roman versus Brock and Saudi. At the same time, we're getting Bill getting revenge for his son on Bobby Lashley <laughs> at Saudi. Sands of Time is going to be an all timer. I'm not gonna watch it because I don't watch those blood money shows, <laughs> but it's gonna be a good one. Is there a chance they do it at MSG? That's SmackDown show. Uh Maybe you pop a big rating on yeah, that when you do MS, Brock and Roman. If, if, if they're gonna do, if they're gonna do, they're gonna do it. If they're gonna do something big at MSG, they 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 might do that. They might I've do that. It. They 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 might they might do a now necessary actual Becky versus Bianca match at MSG. That might be a, a, a big enough draw to, to be the main event. I'm not sure. Guys, get your super chats in. Get your question, comment, statement read on the air. We got a bunch about uh, Roman and, and Cena and Brock returning. Start with our guy Frank Aguilar says Justin. We thought Bob O'Neill was all elite. Yeah, he's he's back. Fed is back, baby. Fed not dead at all. Uh, Taxel says happy for Bob. I like how we've we've just got Bob O'Neill over on this. <laughs> Evan Evan writes says sorry to hear Bob O'Neill is no longer all elite. My God, what has happened to this this website? Uh, Nick Nick Zoltix says Battle of the Man Buns. Roman versus Brock. Who's your pick? Loser's man bun will be imprisoned within the sands of time. Can't do it. Can't do it like you, Alex. But Volabami uh, Pudi. Sorry if I fucked that up. Uh, nice Roman. Nice Dean Ambrose cosplay. Brock. Uh, Alicia Ellis says Heyman looked super nervous, super, super suspicious right before Brock's music hit. He looked guilty like he knew Brock was coming out. I'd have to go back and rewatch that. I didn't I, notice yeah, Heyman's reaction back before the music hit. Yeah, he 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 looked he looked very shocked once the music had hit. Maybe yeah. he was overcompensating or whatever. I don't know. I'm not really sure. Uh, Jordan Scott uh, makes a similar comment to you, Alex. So Brock on Brock on SmackDown on Fox USA Network must be pissed. Uh, Dan V says I'm excited for the custody of Heyman ladder match. Uh, Dan V also says now I'd much rather see Lashley versus Lesnar. If I'm being honest, even with Roman's character, yeah. I've seen too much Roman versus Lesnar. Like I agree with that. It's been a while. It hasn't been this Roman, and there this is a total new wrinkle 
to yep. the story. So yeah. I'm I'm okay. Well, with no, it. what listen, once they put Heyman with Roman, you kind of figured there was if that Lesnar came back, they were gonna run this angle. Yeah. Um uh I I'd love to see a Lashley versus Lesnar match. I don't think they think there's that kind of money in it. Like it's not that's not the same thing as a Reigns Lesnar with Heyman. Whose side is he on? Match. Um, I I would love to see uh, Lash. They obviously like feel like Lashley is a secondary type champion. That's why they're saddling him with with Big Bill. You know. Yeah. Um, more. What do we got? Heyman on a pole says says Trevor L. I they ain't putting Heyman up like that. Heyman's going to be. He's been very good with Roman playing like a background role because Roman has carried a lot of things yeah. on the mic. Now we're going to see, I think Heyman come to the forefront a little bit more because well, Lesnar can cut his promos, but he's used to just standing around like bobbing around and everything. I think we're going to see a lot of like Heyman kind of like selling for Lesnar almost and like talking for Brock without actually talking for Brock. If you know what I mean, like just being like, "What are you doing here? Why? Why are you back? You don't want to do this, it, like like things like that." Where Brock doesn't have to say anything, but mm-hmm. he just intimidates Heyman enough to where he just does all the talking for him and tells the story for him without Brock actually talking. There's there's something really, to me, interesting. Like the last time the last time we saw Lesnar, he's if he's felt uninspired to me for a while, but the the Lesnar who uh, who tore apart a brand new car and chucked a car door into the audience. Remember that guy? That's the kind of Brock we could get here. Um, and, and it could turn Roman into this paranoid like guy who's like, who, who knows something's up. He knows Paul is on Brock's side and he's trying to figure out how, how do you can prove it? And then you could have Brock tossing Usos through plate glass windows. There's all kinds of fun stuff you can do with badass Brock who just wants that belt. He's not he's not a heel or a face. He just wants the title, and Roman happens to have it. And then you can play Roman as a cool as, as a different version of this guy now. Eli says Brock looks like sweaty, beefy love child of Hulk Hogan and Wolverine. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited for for what they're going to do. I would imagine Brock is on the show on Friday. Yeah, it'll it'll be fun. You know, people are going to be mad that it's it's Brock all over again. Here we go again. Who are the new stars getting made? As I say, no WWE makes moments, man. They make moments. The follow up is going to be what it's going to be. They just make moments. They make moments, and then uh, four months later, they unmake a moment. To make a new moment. Yeah. It's like the first moment they made four months ago never even happened. We're going to get really deep into that later in the show. Uh, we're going to get really deep into it here, here in just a second. Derek Bull says, it's time for Paul to get a suplex from Brock Lesnar. Uh, some stupid punk says, Vince, sorry, insert 50 people, budget cuts, now bring in Lesnar. Uh, I don't think it quite works like that, but I, I get the point. Let's Anything else on, on Roman, Cena, Brock? No, I mean, I don't want to feel like I don't want to see, but seem like I was. Uh, I'm, I'm being too harsh on it. I just, I don't like the premise of the match of one guy is going to keep trying to get surprise roll ups for the entire match. Just book it like a regular match. I, I liked the finish. I, I like some of the the spots involved. But once you once you say to yourself, we're booking a match where one guy tries to roll up the other guy for the first half of the match, 
I feel like you, to me, you're shooting yourself in the foot and you can't actually have a really great match that way, but that's all. I don't mind that for one, because they've gotten the roll up so over that it's a viable finish in the WWE universe. And two, like yeah. I can buy, I can buy that John Cena who hasn't wrestled a, a televised match since 2019 just knows he needs to get this guy quickly because the longer it goes, like the, the more he's screwed, like he, and this isn't quite the story that they're telling, but mm-hmm. you can yeah. make shift in your mind that like right. Cena just knows he ain't that guy anymore. And he just needs to catch Roman who's at the top of his game. And again, if you put that story out there a little bit better, I yeah. can buy it a little bit more, but in my head, because I'm a John Cena fan, I'll make it up and, and play it that way. Like, <laughs> you, like you know, like a WWE yeah. fan will do. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into making a moment and then squandering it four months later. A lot of super chats on Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. I'll read them all shortly, but Alex, let's let's talk about this. So Bianca, all pre-show, they're hyping Bianca and Sasha Banks. They make it seem like it's going to happen, right? Even though it was reported by Wrestling Inc. that she was going to be off. She wasn't at SmackDown Last night they they pulled her from the house shows uh, last week. Bang or Bianca got pulled from from those house shows as well. But Sasha was not at SmackDown last night. It seems like Bianca was obviously cleared. They hype it all show. They show the pre show pre show or pre match video. Here comes Bianca. I think Greg Hamilton. The announcer just like Sasha Banks unable to compete. That's it. Just no explanation. Unable to compete. Carmella is the replacement. Look, I didn't think they were going full bore with Carmella because I think they really would have had a riot on their hands. I thought if they were going to pull some shit like this, they would have had to have Becky. They had Becky, which is great. Like, it was great that they had Becky. Becky comes out, huge, huge, huge pop. Great to have Becky, Becky back. Big return for her. Tosses Carmella out. Beats her up, says, get out of here. Good. We don't need to see Bianca Carmella again. We've literally seen that every week for the past, like, five weeks. She's like, hey, Bianca, let's do a match. Bianca's like, cool. I'm fine with that. They shake hands. Becky decks her. Hits her with the manhandle slam. One, two, three. About 25 seconds. Becky Lynch is your SmackDown Women's Champion. Bianca's reign is over after she just beat Carmella and Zelina for five months. Alex? Man, now, A, I saw Dave Meltzer tweet that they knew Sasha wasn't going to be cleared for SummerSlam eight days ago. Now, I don't know if that's true, but that's what Dave Meltzer tweeted. Mike, Mike pre- Johnson, yeah, Mike Johnson said, I think like Wednesday, that they were both cleared for the show. So I don't, I don't know what happened. Obviously, something changed between Obviously them because something changed and they decided yeah, not Sasha, to. Sasha, yeah, Sasha wasn't there on Friday. I think by the be based on the fact that she wasn't there on Friday, I think they definitely knew she wasn't gonna gonna be ready to go. They may have been holding out hope that she was gonna be cleared. I don't know if like, listen, I, I don't know what was up. If it was a COVID thing, I know they need to get like a negative test before, like even if they show no symptoms, need a negative test. Maybe the negative ca- test needs to pop. On 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 Saturday during the day before she's cleared for the night or whatever I don't know and it didn't maybe that was it I don't know what was wrong with her she wasn't there but if they knew she wasn't there and they're still running 
the, the Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair things, knowing that is a super draw for people to tune in. For me, going into the night, um, Sasha versus Bianca was the match I was looking forward to most by leaps and bounds because me the too. first one was so spectacular. And because we hadn't seen Sasha, like if Sasha hadn't gone away for those months and then she comes back, like if she hadn't gone away, they would have just ruined her by having her lose matches or, or, or wrestle the same people over and over and over again. But it felt fresh. Somehow this rematch felt fresh. I was looking forward to seeing Bianca versus Sasha. And I was like, I don't, I honestly don't, don't know who was going to win. They might put the title back on Sasha. They might keep it on Bianca. Let her keep going. Who knows what's going to happen? I'm looking forward to this match. So they have Bianca come out and they haven't announced that Sasha's not here. So obviously Sasha's here and ready to compete, right? Because they have Bianca do the whole entrance. And then the ring announcer goes, Sasha can't compete. So here's Carmella. And I'm like, that, that can't be your alternative. I mean, it turns out it wasn't. But the thing about it, it's so like Vince McMahon. To intentionally let the crowd down so that he can pick them back up. Like, it can't be just um, Sony Deville comes out and she says, Sasha, Sasha Banks is unable to compete tonight. But I happen to have found you a suitable alternative. And then Becky Lynch's music hits. If you're going to do this match, just have Becky come back as the surprise. Why might make us all hate the WWE while, while Carmella's walking down, which is unfair to Carmella. She didn't put herself in that position. That was them booking her terribly and make it, having her lose a whole bunch of matches, calling herself the most beautiful woman in all of WWE. Like, don't do that to yourself. Or how about this? Carmella comes down. She's all ready to do this match. Becky comes down and she says, hey, can I join? And they make it a triple threat. And then you have Becky shit can Bianca to the outside, hit the manhandle slam on Carmella and pin Carmella one, two, three in one move before Bianca can get back in. And then Bianca's like, well, I won the title off of Carmella who loses all the time. So you haven't ruined anything there. And Bianca can stay undefeated. And now she's pissed at, at, at Becky and they can, you can have that doing what they did by having Becky say, can I have a match with you champ? And Becky and Bianca say, sure. And then Becky win in one move. Like the damage that they do to Bianca, I don't think can, you can't, it counteracts all the good, the good feelings, the good vibes of Becky coming back. I'm so glad Becky is back. I truly am. I've missed her. She's amazing. You don't have to screw over one of your top young talents and your current champ in order to bring Becky back. You don't have to do it. Doing it like this feels like you're shooting yourself in the foot. Why do that? Why do that to yourself and to your fans and to your talent? Becky, like Bianca didn't deserve this. Bianca's done everything they've asked of her. She's made herself into a star and gotten over constantly, even though she's wrestling the same bad people over and over and over again. She makes it work and people like her. And then you do this to her. Like, why? What are you what are you doing? This doesn't make any sense to me that they would do it this way. They don't know what they're doing. Alex, this is the thing. They they create the moment. The moment was Sasha and Bianca at WrestleMania, and Bianca won. It was a great match. It's honestly my favorite WWE match of the year, and that's why I was so excited for yes. the rematch tonight. Yes. Bianca won. How'd they follow that up? They 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 did the Bailey program, which the Bailey program was good, but it went a little bit long. Bailey unfortunately got hurt, and then so they couldn't like 
completely finished that up. And then she just did the Zelina and, and Carmela stuff for, it felt like forever mm-hmm. and just it dragged and dragged and dragged. Finally, Sasha came back. I was looking forward to, to the match. They did this. They had the moment with Becky's return. They had it. They didn't have to do much with this. It was yeah. Becky's return at the very, I, I like your booking. If she just pinned, that's what I thought they were going to do. Honestly, I thought they were just about to do a triple threat match and then Carmella would take the fall. And then you could just say like, okay, you didn't beat me one-on-one and now we do the one-on-one match. And when they set off and they were going to do one-on-one, I was like, I, I didn't think they were going to do this. I will say that. I didn't think they were going to do this. I also didn't think we were going to get like a long kind of dragged out match. I don't know how, I don't know how ring ready Becky is. She looked in tremendous shape. Don't get me wrong, but like there's a difference between looking in tremendous shape Mm -hmm. and being ready to go for a 12 minute match, possibly on short notice because I do think she was going to return tonight. I don't think that she had any plans of actually wrestling tonight until the Sasha thing happened. And then they had to switch it up. So I, I think that's why they went with the short match in that respect. I get it. Don't do this to Bianca Belair though. Just do not do this to Bianca Belair because you've just completely taken away her title reign and everything that it it meant and was supposed to meant. And people, I know people have pointed out in the chat. I'm sure we got plenty of super chats about it. It was very Kofi-esque of you gave him this moment, you gave him the reign, and then he did everything he was supposed to do that you asked of him. He did bad feuds that, that, you know, just kind of middling stuff that unfortunately wasn't as memorable as it probably should have been. And then how do you end it? And just a quick squash match of like, oh, he got caught. Kofi never got a follow-up, which is horrible. I expect, I expect Bianca to get a follow-up hopefully god forbid she yeah. she doesn't get a yeah. follow-up but it was it was an unwell they made people dislike becky lynch like becky lynch no. came back and everybody was excited for this and in in 30 seconds they're like wait a second what no what the what the fuck like we now dislike becky lynch you you i'm not gonna say they killed two acts here they greatly damaged two acts in one fell swoop yeah, no this 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 wasn't this was bad on, on on every level. But there's there's even a third option that I just that I thought of. Like have Bianca stand in there and Carmella comes out and she says, "Really? You want to get this work again? Okay, let's go." And she beats Carmella in two moves. Then she gets on the on the mic and says, "Sasha, I don't know where you are, okay? You got to stop ducking me, child, because when I see you, you are getting this that ass whooped." Okay, but until you get back from wherever you ran off to, it looks like I'm out of competition. And then Becky's music hits and Becky comes back and she gets she's out there. She has her whole entry says, am I competition enough for you? And then uh, I'll see you on Friday, champ, and drops the mic. And then we're like, oh, awesome. Bianca versus Becky. I can't wait for this feud to have a real match involved in this feud. Like that would create anticipation. You're definitely tuning in. We have no idea at that point that Brock's coming back. So you're definitely tuning in on Friday to watch Bianca versus Becky start up because that's a huge thing. And by that point, is Sasha cleared? Because then you have one of the best triple threat feuds available to you in the history of women's wrestling. All of this is available to you if you just don't do the stupid thing they did. I, 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 you just needed to deliver Becky. There was going to be no, there wasn't going to be a good alternative to, to Sasha being out unless you could have actually had like a 12 minute match 
with Becky. And again, I don't think I don't think she was ready for that. I don't I don't know how long she's been in training, taking bumps, whatever. I don't know anything about that. But this is not the way to bring her back. This can't be it. You once Sasha was out, all you had to do was deliver Becky. Like you said, they could have they could have thrown Carmelo out there. They could have thrown Zelina out there. They honestly what they what they should have done besides Carmelo or Zelina because we've seen it a million times put yeah, put Naomi in that spot let Naomi and Bianca have a good like 10 10 11 minute match Bianca wins you know she's like a, a similar problem to what you said I respect Naomi she stepped up I proved I'm the EST like who else is left and everything and then and then Becky comes out you get you deliver a good match you still get Becky there are a million ways to do this. Mm-hmm. There are a million ways to do this. All you had to do was deliver Becky. Once Sasha was out, all you had to do was deliver Becky. They delivered Becky and then immediately shot themselves in the foot with, with how they delivered Becky because they ruined anything they had w- with Bianca. Just, yeah. just nonsensical bullshit. I don't – people are saying Tony Storm. Like they, You could have thrown anybody – Tony Storm, Liv. It could have just been anybody that went out there and just had like a good wrestling match with Bianca. So you at least get Bianca in competition, which is what you were promised with the Sasha match. And then you still got Becky. The fans were going to be disappointed with no Sasha. There was going to be nothing they could have done right. with, uh, to replace Sasha. Again, unless you could have done a, a 12, 15 minute match with Becky. And I don't think they were ready for that. Yeah. So in place, they gave you this. Right. The, the other option that you had was to, to, to pull somebody over from, from raw and call it the, Brand to brand invitation. Oscar, Oscar versus Bianca is a match we have not seen and would yeah. be a lot of fun. And they could they could turn in a great eleven to thirteen minute match. Yeah. They, they could they could be very good together. You, we don't we don't know, but but I tell you what we do know is that this is not the way to to do the thing you wanted. It just isn't. It's 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 so confounding. It is it is it is building for moments with zero plan. Today it came out. I think it was today it came out. Today I was the time I saw it that uh, Mustafa Ali was was interviewed about the 2019 Money in the Bank. He was supposed to win it. He got told by Vince. Okay, actually Brock's coming in. He's going to take the the briefcase. Come you. He got told he was going to lose. That Brock was going to win during the entrances. Like Baron Corbin was walking to the ring, and Mustafa Ali gets the call over from Vince and says, "Okay, you're actually Brock's going to win, not you." Like, how, how do you go out and have a match at that point if you're Mustafa Ali? Also, what did they do that was so awesome when Brock got the bu- briefcase? Like, the, the long-term booking, the plan they had in place. Well, he got to be boombox Brock for a while. That was fun. But then he cashed in on Rollins at Extreme Rules. And a month later, he lost the Universal title right back to Rollins. Like, there was no payoff for them to do this kind of stuff. They just do moments and they don't care what happens down the road. It doesn't matter to them. As long as there's a moment, we'll just package that. We'll make, we'll make an NFT out of it and sell it. And that's it. That's all we want. We don't care about anything about that. We're, we have any plans for anything. A lot of super chats on, on Becky, Bianca, as you would expect. Rafael Garcia says, uh, people of color wrestling fans are deflated. The response to this along racial lines is telling it's not good. It's not good. Again, a lot of comparative comparisons to the Kofi stuff, and it, yeah. it's not good at all. Uh, Walter Baker says they aired the video package. Yep. Jordan Scott. Oh, I forgot Fox has Brock and Becky. USA Mad. Alex Alex said that. 
Uh, Lisa Lockhart says, Becky, very happy. Is Bianca losing in 10 seconds? Sadness. Also, just for Alex, Sands of Time. I can't do it. Do it, Alex. I'm not good at it. Sands of Time. There you go. Uh, I love me some Soba says, trash show. After Bianca got squashed by Becky, that did it for me. Energy for the show was completely gone. Tony P says, black Twitter uh, has been on fire after that 10 seconds of BS. Bezo Banks says, going to be honest, I was done with this after uh, done with this show after that squash. Love Becky, but it feels like they just don't care about their black baby face organically over champions with the treatment of Kofi and Bianca. Zach Barber says, mixed emotions um, uh, with Becky with Becky Lynch. Raw desperately needed her, but she's one of the goats, and that win was some goat level shiznit. I don't know, man. Like, I, I love Becky. That win just wasn't it. I don't know how you explain that because. Bianca, like she says, she's the EST. She's ready for everything. She just gets caught. Like, I understand you can do like, oh, she just got caught. But like, it ain't the time for that. The same thing with Kofi. Oh, Kofi just got caught. It ain't the time for that shit. We've established the the thing about Kofi. A, he got until October. Like, he he got a couple extra months in there to actually have a a full-length reign. Um, And B, uh, Kofi got caught by an F5, which had been established over years and years as a one-hitter quitter. I don't remember the manhandle slam, like winning a lot of matches with like with the with that kind of impact. Like, oh, she she caught you in her version of the rock bottom. Well, that's it. Can't can't get out of that one. Like I thought when she hit, like Bianca was gonna kick out at two and a half. I was like, I said to myself, they're not having this match unless Becky can go a full eight minutes, because they would it would be suicide to not. To, to not to do it the way that they, that they actually ended up doing it. So I thought Bianca was going to kick out and be like, oh my God, you almost caught me. Okay, now let's go. I thought that was going to be what they were going to do. When she hit the one move, I was like, "That surely that can't be it. But it was it. And it was it for, for like, like if you do so much harm to, 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 your, to your entire being, by doing this, then the good that was that was the amount of of joy in that audience when Becky came out was uh, was completely like unfathomable. And then for a giant chunk of your fans, that joy completely d- deflated. And and they and and the thing is that Vince has no idea that's what he's done, and he doesn't care. Like he doesn't he doesn't care that like oh hey maybe if I do this all of the people of color who. who will like my product will not like it oh well like he doesn't even think about it it's just ridiculous brian he says they did bianca dirty shake my head this company sure knows how to spoil a great return brian f how do you piss people off with a becky lynch return they did it god bless them look man they they make this things difficult but they keep they keep finding new ways basil Banks says oh god it's gonna be becky and charlotte survivor series ain't it only WWE could kill the goodwill they had with the Becky return in 20 minutes. Um, or yeah. uh, CJ Dar says, I was so excited to see Becky back. Then she beat Bianca in five seconds and killed all the momentum. Why not just have a good match? I don't think Becky was, was there to have a good match, but there were other ways, as we explained, that they could have had a good match. Uh, JW Pringle says, do you think Banks got word of the match uh, do you think Banks got word of what the match was going to be and nope the F out? I don't think so. Like Sasha. No, I, no. I, I have all the faith in the world that had Banks been there, they would have had a classic 18 minute match 
would like I don't know who would have gone over, but it would have been a great, great match. I have no doubt of that. But the like, yeah, this this was all a panic move. I feel like Becky was going to come back at the end of that Belair and Banks match. Whoever won was going to stand there, stand tall, and then Becky comes out. So they were like, um, well, we don't have Sasha, so let's do the worst thing imaginable instead. Yeah, I, I I think they had Becky Becky's return lined up. You could have done the same return and, and just not done the title switch and, and piss off the fans. Just keep the title on Bianca. J- just keep it on her. Have her have a good match and then keep keep the title on her. Uh, Brian, he says they minimize big moments. Cyclops is better than Wolverine. Says can't believe Vince made me ha- hate Becky. New Hogan. Cyclops is better than Wolverine also says. Not only did Becky win, but she won like a heel. Wow. I don't know if she like quite won like a heel. What do you think of of that? She went in for the handshake and then pulled her into a forearm and then then used that surprise attack, which opened up Bianca to her finisher. Like it wasn't a heel move, but it was certainly underhanded. And I mean, like I totally get that Becky wants to be champion again. Uh, she tattled, she took all that all that time off and she wants to be champion again. Like I understand that, but it was it was it a heel move? I don't know, but it was definitely underhanded. I mean, she she's the man, right? She's not baby right. face or heel. No, that's she's the thing. Just... That's it's it's in keeping with what Becky was. Like they 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 made sure that she 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 walked that stone cold line. Yeah, that was what was made her the man. That was what made her the person that we all loved. Because that was, it's very in keeping with it. Like Becky, Becky often, oftentimes would just like decide, hey, I'm going to take a shortcut in this match just because I can, because I'm Becky, because you love me anyway. And and that's, we do. And we do love her anyway, mostly because of that. Uh, I am, uh, by the way, Cyclops is, is better than, than Wolverine slash Logan. Shoot me a DM because I, I owe you a super chat uh, from, from yesterday. So Shoot me a DM, DM on on the super chat so you don't have to to pay to get it read. Uh, I uh, Jamincito Gomez says heel Becky laughing face emoji. Uh, JJ Lee says to be black and a WWE fan is exhausting. Zach Barber says Becky hasn't been pinned clean since SummerSlam 2018. She couldn't lose, but squashing Bianca wasn't necessary. Don't put her in the match then. Don't put or her do, in the match. Yeah, or do or the do the threat. triple threat. The triple threat was right there. When, yes. when when Becky came out, I was like, oh, this is a triple threat. Okay, I get it. So Becky will pin Carmella, which protects Bianca. I mean, that's the way to go. Okay, fine. And then, then all of a sudden, they didn't do that. And I was like, what are you doing? I, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, Frank Aguilar says the whole show until the main event was one big. Sorry to hear that. Also, I'm loving how the big, biggest baby face on the timeline is Bob O'Neill. Uh, Rafael Garcia says, with Charlotte winning, I have a scary feeling we're going to go back to Becky two belts. You know they'd do it too. I thought we were about to see Charlotte two belts uh, with, with this. <laughs> once once the stuff of like uh, Sasha was going to get yeah. – was out of it, I thought we were about to see Charlotte early and Charlotte a little bit later as well. Uh Jim Cita uh, Gomez says, imagine a fuck Becky chant on Friday, cringe face emoji. The crowd ain't like going to fully turn against Becky like that, but they didn't, they didn't do her any favors. No, listen, it's this. not, it's not Becky's fault that she happens to work for a megalomaniacal 75 year old madman. Like it, it doesn't, it like he's a tyrant. Like he has these ideas. Nobody can talk him out of it. He says, we're doing this. And, and, and like, not to go back to the same interview, but Mr. Ali says, like, 
they they tell me this thing that I'm not going to be the I'm not going to win the money in the bank. They tell me that five minutes before I go out out there. Less than that, and, and like less than that, like uh, and and so like as I'm going out there, and so I I just have to go. Absolutely, sir. No problem, because yeah. otherwise I don't get to pick up my check the next week. And to me, I'm like I would just say, all right, and then take the money in the bank briefcase anyway. <laughs> and dare them to fire the money in the bank winner, which they might have done anyway. But like I, I get the I get the point of well, this is this is my boss telling me I, I have to do this, and I guess I will do it. So it's not it's not Becky's fault. Maybe Becky knows the implications of this are not good and look bad on her, but it's just it's not her call. It's not her call. Sean Sean said on Twitter that like he thinks that he's 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 gonna be a let it play out guy with this bless bless the let it play out because he's like i don't think becky is coming back to do like bad creative and if they had a plan look man they i think they threw this together last minute when sasha was i don't think they have a plan we'll see if they figure it out my my counter to to sean like having this kind of faith is they put two belts on becky at wrestlemania 35 and her first feud coming out of that was lacey evans yeah i don't think they got a plan on any of this nope zero plan uh, Javon, I'm just going to pop this on the air because it's there. Javon Gatewood says SmackDown's in Knoxville on September 17th. Bianca's hometown. That should be an interesting show. Yeah, she's going to lose. That's what's going to happen on that show. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, she'll have, she'll, she might have her actual one on one rematch on a SmackDown in her hometown and lose <laughs> that match clean as a sheet. That's, that's probably what's going to happen. Uh, Psych House better than, than Wolverine says the, the Bianca Becky match helped no one. Valab, Valaba, Mama, I can't say this. Valab, just say Valab. That's what I do. Okay. Valab says Sasha replaced with Carmella. That's bad. Psych is actually Becky. That's good. It was a squash match. That's bad. Yep. CJ Dar says Bianca, who was in the main event of WrestleMania this year, lost her uh, title in five seconds after being booked strong for four months. Makes no sense at all. Create moments, man. They just create, create the moments. Shanika says, between keeping the hype package and the way that that match went, I was done. Decided to go find some laundry to fold and said, that's the other thing is like they, the crowd was dead after I mean, this. Uh, yeah, and after after this, they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to follow this up with Drew and Jinder. Yeah. Like, who, what are you, like, this is the thing. This is where I say that if I wasn't being paid to do this, I wouldn't watch. Like this, like if, if I was still a WWE fan on the fence after what we saw last night in the other place, and I'm watching SummerSlam going, SummerSlam better be good, and I get to the moment where Becky comes back, I'm like, oh, that's great. Oh, but she, she squashes the, the, uh, the great champ that I also love in five seconds. Yeah, you know what? I'm kind of done. I'm kind of done with WWE. And I think that a lot, I think that a lot of people, metaphorically speaking, went to go find some laundry to fold. Like, <laughs> folding laundry is a much better task, much more enjoyable and soothing the, to the soul more so than watching WWE right now. I think I read this, but I'll read it again. Cyclops, Fed, and Wolverine, the, the Bianca-Becky match helped no one at all. Uh, yeah. the Kingpin says, unpopular opinion, but I enjoyed the Becky return, unexpected, and has us talking. And has us talking for the wrong reasons. Wrong so, reasons, man. Uh, like, no, like, no, no. Becky coming back is awesome. The, the pop she received, amazing. 
a, a forgotten a forgotten moment that I really love that I think nobody's going to remember is Bianca being genuinely excited that Becky was coming back. Yeah, like that's like because because Bianca is excited. She has new competition and like basically a living legend in what Beck in what Becky was before she she got pregnant and had to leave. Bianca was excited to face her. Like I want like it, to me it looked genuinely excited. Like she like somebody told her. Right before the match started, Becky's gonna hit one move on you. You're gonna get pinned. Like, like it. Like, there's no. Like, she was so excited to see Becky coming that at that moment, I feel like there's no way that she knew if she was gonna get done dirty like that. It's ridiculous how they did that. Uh, Nerd Guru says, "Late to the party," but as a huge Becky fan, and Bianca is amazing. I'm appalled and disappointed. Becky and Bianca didn't deserve this. Heartbroken. That's the thing, man. Like they, they both. They did them both wrong. They did yeah. them both wrong. Like it's worse for Bianca, but that that didn't help Becky at all. That didn't help her at all because that should have been a big moment for her and her return, a big reaction. She got with the big reaction, but then it, it turned sour, especially on social media. I think the crowd maybe a little less because they were still happy to see Becky, but the, the reaction definitely wasn't good on social media. And even the crowd, the crowd was deflated. The crowd was absolutely deflated after that. Uh, Cito Gomez says another, did Becky look too skinny? Her arms look half the size as before she left. I mean, she's been working out. She worked out some of the, the weight and everything. And I, I don't know. She looked good. I thought she looked good. And I don't know how ready she is to go for a long match again. I don't think she was ready to go for a long match. If she would, they would have delivered something there. Yeah. Joshua Baker says one of the few glaring weaknesses AEW has is the way they present their women's division and WWE just refuses to take advantage of that. That is certainly my complaint with AEW is they don't do a ton with their, with their women's division. Yep. And yeah, WWE, they, they got all the women's talent in the world. They got a lot of top talent. Triple H tell you it's the best, all the top women are, are in their, their company. And, but the way they treat them just, um, not good. I would say, not for long if you keep booking them like this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they just have like Asuka just sitting on the sidelines because creative has nothing for her. Like creative has nothing for Asuka, who is legitimately maybe their best worker. Outside yeah. of, I think Sasha's probably the best worker. She's, but like Asuka. She's like, like objectively looking at her entire career before she came to the States, she, she might be the greatest women's wrestler ever. Yeah. Like, like, and, and like she was in the money in the bank briefcase and hasn't appeared money in the bank match and hasn't appeared on television since like, it's no, just got nothing for you, kid. It ain't good. Uh, William Broderick says, I legitimately don't know how they book out of this. They don't either. They'll just try to figure it out week to week. Uh, Shanika says, don't forget the immediate highlights of the uh, Olympic gold medal winners afterwards. Yeah. Felt bad for them because that was awkward AF. Yeah. Yeah. Was... No, the, the, the two African-American Olympic heroes come out and I was like, Hey, yeah, maybe you guys should not want to join WWE considering how they might book you. <laughs> We're past the Becky and Brock returns. We're talking about Drew and gender. Sean, how you feeling about it? Drew and gender. Yeah. <laughs> All due respect, I watched it on Peacock because I was taking a big fat shit in me. Uh, it was short. It was interesting. Um, yeah, I, I lied about the interesting part. It existed. <laughs> I got interviews with both of them coming to Fightful over the next few weeks. 
Uh, but yeah, is my audio better tonight? Yes, much better. Okay, good. This is just on my my computer. But um, I thought it was one of those shows that I think could have been remembered as like an all time great show if they did like two things differently. Like, I don't know what the deal is with Becky yet. Obviously, it's been rumored she's going to come back. Did we need Rick Boogs on this show? No. Yeah, we did. No, we did. No, he rules the the three man band with Boogs, Nakamura, and McAfee. Didn't need it. Didn't need it. Uh, Didn't need the Carmella swerve, even although maybe that accentuated it a little bit, but didn't need that. And you could have had a good match with Bianca and and Becky. And I'm like, I, I didn't even see anybody say, oh, they're saving it for, but I'm thinking it's fucking Allegiant Stadium. I I don't know where you're at on this, Sean. I don't think Becky was was ready to do like a 12 minute match or Maybe something, not. and then that's why they did this. But we were talking before you came on. It's like then you know what? Then deliver a Bianca Naomi match for 10 minutes, yeah. and then have Becky come out. You don't have to just have Becky come out and beat her in 30 seconds. There are other yeah. ways around this, but or- I, I don't think they were ready to do a 12 a 10 12 minute Becky match. I don't think she was ready for it. Or, yeah. or, or you have the Carmella thing come out, and then Becky comes out and says, hey, can I join? And they make it a triple threat. And Becky tosses Bianca over the top rope, hits one move on Carmella, and pins Carmella. Then she's the champ, and, and Bianca didn't get pinned. And that moment at, at WrestleMania doesn't feel hollow now because of, because of that booking. And you still get Bianca versus Becky down the line. I, I don't know why you did this. This seems like the worst possible option. I mean, Bill Goldberg hasn't been ready for, like, most of his matches, and he still does them. <laughs> Although tonight, I, I rather enjoyed that outside of the finish. Like, Bobby Lashley destroying a senior citizen's knee, hitting him with a chair over and over again, and incapacitating his son, and the crowd being like, this is that shit we like. <laughs> this, this is that shit we like. Oh, man. Uh, that was That was really good. The Becky return was very special. The Brock return. Like, when did they – I think uh, – I don't want to say her name on the air because of fucking weirdos. But my wife was like, they signed Goro? What, what, what happened here? <laughs> <laughs> he looks awesome. He's jacked, brother. Looking real jacked. He looks like a Viking cowboy. I love it. Uh, yeah, and I've never seen a Viking cowboy before until now. Uh, but, yeah, we had reported earlier this summer that – WWE wanted him back when we come back in. And I got told, well, what they want isn't necessarily what Brock wants, but they're going to get him in as soon as they possibly can. So that worked out uh, pretty well. But, yeah, I've got to hop off here, get some work done. But wanted to make a little cameo, guys. I'm going to be doing – What work are you doing? Lots of work. Lots of work. Tell me what kind of work you do. <laughs> Lots of work, Sean. I, this is my third straight show of the weekend, and I'm pumping out 30 articles him. a day. I and I'm going to do another him. show tomorrow. Sorry. I'm going to do another Sorry, 30 man. articles. I'm just out here breaking the biggest wrestling news stories of the last decade. <laughs> Who cares? You know, no big deal. Just staying humble. Syrup sandwiches and crime allowances. But this is why we're the best team, Sean, and we're untouchable. That's true. I was going to say that's it. true. But uh, this week, I'm going to try to do a show on Fightful Select um, covering Rampage or some of it, SummerSlam, and maybe TakeOver. Um, I'll, I'll hopefully be home for that. 
But when I scheduled my flight back on a Sunday, I thought, oh, well, there will be a Triple H media call to cover that evening. So I better be on it. <laughs> do, we, do we need to do another media call after TakeOver? Probably. Probably. <laughs> oh, thank you guys for welcoming me into your humble abode. Thanks, buddy. Sean Rossap with the run in there. All right. We got, we had still a lot of super chats on, on Becky, Bianca and, and Brock as well. Run through these. Uh, R26 says, I, I'm a Becky fan, not a Bianca fan. That sucked. There you go. Uh, our guy Drew Nicholas says the last time a female babyface is booked. Well, and I mean an actual babyface, not the man style of babyface. face. an actual last time a, a male babyface was booked. Well, like they, they have a babyface booking issue. That, that's that's a problem with this company. They're not good at booking babyfaces. They book them all to just get their ass beat all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, Roman, Roman Cena stuff. Rafael Garcia, we'll circle back to that, and then we'll get through the, the rest of this card. Rafael Garcia says... Uh, we won't get to we won't get it, but I would love a sequel to the two man power trip with Brock and Roman destroying everyone. Some people thought that was going to happen. Some people definitely thought that uh, they were going to like shake hands and that's where they were going to go. They won't, but it'd be something different, right? It, it would be something different. It would be it, it might be a lot, a lot of fun, but I don't think that's happening now. No. Yeah. Uh, board dude six thirty says, as much as I hate Brock, I popped harder seeing him return than I did for the CM Punk. Just saying, it's each their own. I enjoyed yeah. both returns. Um, Brian Heath says, Cena going back to his wacky roll up gimmick. Dan V nine hundred says, I still have no idea if Big E cashes in on Lashley or Reigns. If Vince cared about making stars, Big E would be properly built up and then beat Reigns. He beat Corbin at the, the start of the show. What more do you want from him? <laughs> the thing with the cat, the, the briefcase, and I will say this, they've they've gotten fans so used to the briefcase being cashed in within like the first two weeks or whatever that like it doesn't have to be done that way. Right? No, they doesn't. have they have a whole year mm-hmm. to do this. Like if they wait until Mania to actually do like a cash in, it's okay. The the thing is you do have to build him up though. And right. You know, Sticking him on a pre-show match on SummerSlam, literally the last minute, ain't like the best way to go about it, I don't think. But it doesn't have to be done immediately. Yeah, I think that the contract uh, being uh, being something you can use over the course of an entire year, um, it, it, it allows them to do something like they did last year with Otis, where they had absolutely no idea what they were going to do with Otis having the briefcase. And they stalled and they stalled and they stalled and they realized – we can't do anything with Otis having the briefcase. So let's book him to lose the briefcase. And like if you if you if you say it's got to be done uh if they if it if it happens in July it's got to happen before October or whatever. You give them several months to do it but not forever. And then you actually have to have a plan in place because it's unconscionable to me to have Big E get put over and win the briefcase. And then the only thing you have for him to do for the first several weeks is make eyes at Paul Heyman, give Bianca Belair a penmanship lesson and wrestle a hobo. Like that's, that's it. Like that's, I said, hobo, by the way, (laughs) Um, that's, that's, that's not, that's not the best thing to do. Also, it, it, what you're talking about, a long time with the briefcase, works when it's a 
uh, conniving heel that's going to wait for the absolute perfect moment to cash in. When it's Big E who can bench press dudes into the sun, like he should be able to cash in whenever the hell he feels like it because he's confident enough he can win the match. I mean, that's that's the, that's the problem with, with, with putting it on a guy like Big E unless you have plans for him. I do like that Big E, like when Heyman does his promos, Big E just like turns around. He's like, hey, I got this. Like, yeah. You know, you, you think your guy's untouchable and everything, but like, I got that Big E is not the guy. He shouldn't be like cashing in after a long match or right. whatever and then like taking advantage. It should be one-on-one straight up, beat him clean and all that stuff. But I do like that he puts that seed out there. Like, you know what, man? It could just be any time. After this Brock match, your boy's a little bit worn out. Whoever wins, like, I got yeah. this, man. You got to worry about that too. Uh, so I do like that. But you got to have a plan. Do they have a plan? Probably. Uh, ducking llama or big Mike says Lesnar babyface. I don't know if it's a babyface and what happens to, to Big E now. And you can you can be you can be patient with with uh, with the Big E stuff if you have a plan. Uh, Riptide nine 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 eight says my internet dropped with two minutes left in the Roman match. Thanks, stupid water gun segment. Thanks a lot. Uh, ducking llama says I tried to buy a new Cena shirt, but the only way to get it uh, is if you buy a one thousand dollar NFT. So here's five bucks. Really? I want that Cena shirt. I ain't spending a thousand dollars on an NFT, but I want that Cena shirt. I imagine, that, shirt. yeah, I imagine, I imagine you'll be able to get those uh, Cena shirts uh, without having to to spend a thousand dollars. Guys, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna have a word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Attention, listeners across the galaxy, from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0 that orbits your pants will make you feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com, getting 20% off and free shipping with the code FIGHTFUL. Listen, you don't want to look like you're in a blood feud with your own wiener and balls. And Manscaped makes sure that's the case. The new Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. It's here to guide you on a journey to trim your body, your balls, your butt, even your anus. Fourth generation trimmer comes with cutting edge ceramic blades to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multi function on off switch that can engage a travel lock, and is even waterproof. Has a 4,000K LED spotlight you can turn on and off. Plus, it's got the weed whacker for your nose and ear hairs. It's got the crop preserver ball deodorant, the crop reviver. They even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 2.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. 20% off plus free shipping with the code FIGHTFUL at checkout. Let's go back to the beginning of this show, Alex Pulowski. It felt like about 10 years ago. Yeah, it does. RK Bro against AJ Styles and Omos. RK Bro picking up uh, the victory, getting the tag team titles. Randy Orton hit AJ Styles with the RKO for the win. Match went about seven minutes. Look, I, 
RK Bro's over on Raw. That's one of the top acts they have. So yeah. I, I'm fine with this. What do you think? Uh, I'm. I mean, I, I certainly thought they were planning didn't have an RK Bro victory. I was really disappointed they didn't at least attempt a double RKO on Omos. Like I thought that was that to me that was that was teased for so long that like both Riddle and and Randy in their singles matches with Omos tried it and he was like, "Nah, get the hell off me." But if you like if you got one guy on each side of his neck, maybe you can pull him down and do it. I'm not saying you would pin the guy off of it because I think you shouldn't pin him just willy-nilly. But I think you could you could take him out of the match that way, and then you could have them pin pin AJ. But I was I was sure they were gonna do it. And I was really looking that was the most anticipated match for me on Raw, on the Raw side of things, because I was so sure I was gonna get to see that really fun moment. And now we're not gonna try it. And I was like, oh that that sucks. This 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 company finds different ways of disappointing me. <laughs> I just I just didn't think they had it. That that one that one's your fault. You had that's expectations. My fault. Oh, that's him. absolutely my fault. I ha- I had expectations. They wanted to deliver me a moment, and I mean <laughs> they they they're so rare in Brian trying to deliver moments that I, I uh, no um I thought this was fine. I I did appreciate uh, specifically uh, Matt Riddle's uh, sell on on the reverse DDT off the backflip, off the apron, because it looked like he was transported to another dimension. Like, that was that was fun. Um, it was, as you said, seven minutes long. It was a lot shorter than I thought they were going to do, but it got a big pop for the from the crowd for the opener, and that's all they needed. And now we're going to get to see RK Bro having antics on Raw. I, I, thought, it, I thought it was a good choice for the opener. It was... It probably could have gone a little bit longer, honestly, but they packed yeah. a lot of action into the seven minutes. Um... I look forward to seeing it on on Monday in the rematch. Uh, Alexa Bliss, Eva Marie, Alexa won. Dewdrop was like, "I'm out, peace." Look, I. What do you want me to say about this match? It never should have happened. Um, uh, uh, Eva slapped the shit out of a doll, and that pissed off Alexa enough that she won. And then afterwards, Dewdrop like turned on her. And like said, you know, the, she got a mic. So the loser of this match is Eva Marie. And then she put on her robe, said, talk to the hand and walked out. And here's the thing. I'm pretty sure tomorrow night or, or excuse me, two nights from now on Raw, Dewdrop and Eva will be back together, walking around together like it was nothing because they never actually go forward with story progression. But like, if, if this is the end of Eva Marie and Dewdrop, great. Dewdrop can go off and do her own thing because Piper Niven is really talented, and Eva is whatever Eva is. Man, it's just not. She's bad not on purpose, Alex Pulowski. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. I forgot that that's what you want in a wrestler is to be bad on purpose. Or, or excuse me, sports entertainer. You want people to be uh, to be not entertaining and also not good at sports. I don't know why this was was on the show and Alexa bless her. They, they, she didn't even get like the biggest reaction in the world. They, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with this stuff. I don't know where you go with Alexa. Like the story was more about Eva and Piper, which it, which is fine. And they let Piper just be Piper. Then I'm good. But like, I, I have no idea. The, the thing about, about this stuff. this stuff, we have a possessed doll. Okay. <laughs> that, that can hypnotize people. If you uh, listen, I, I know people. Some people hate any kind of supernatural, spooky stuff. Um, I'm okay with it as long as you commit to it, and they're not committing to it. 
Like once you once you've opened the Pandora's box of Alexa Bliss has a homicidal possessed demonic doll that can hypnotize people, why isn't she having the doll hypnotize everybody and have them do her bidding? Like once you've once you've said this is a thing that's possible, you actually have to do it. So otherwise, don't do it at all. Just have her be spooky goth girl without without a prop that is ostensibly of the devil. You have to go, like you said, you got to go all in with this stuff or or just don't do it. And sometimes they will. Like with the Bray stuff, they would go all in with it. And with some of the early Alexa stuff, they, they were kind of trying. But now that like crowds are back and they can't just like use much camera tricks and everything, they don't, they're not doing it the same. And it's just, it sucks. It sucks, man. I can't even like pretend to do a bit about it. It just sucks. Yeah. Uh, Seamus and Damian Priest. I thought they had a, a very good match. Yes. Uh, it, it ends It ends with, uh, you know, look, Seamus brings out, say what you will about the guy, he brings out the best in a lot of people because he's going to go out there and slug the shit out of you. Yep. And, and, like, if you're willing to fire back like Priest is, you're just going to have a hard-hitting hitting affair that the crowd can get behind. Uh, Damian Priest pulls the mask off, hits him with the spin kick, um, and then hits him with the, the reckoning. I guess they've now changed it back to the reckoning because reckoning is, is gone. Yeah. So they can use that name again. I think, uh, I think "Hit the Lights" is a is a is a better name yeah. for it anyway. But whatever. <laughs> uh, hit the hit the hit the reckoning and, and got the victory. Damian Priest gets the gets the United States title. Sheamus had one defense of the United States title after winning it at WrestleMania. He held, he's had the belt since WrestleMania and defended it one time. I think he might have more if if he hadn't broken his nose, but. At the same time, it wasn't like the broken nose happened a week after he won it. Yeah, like he had he had weeks there where he could have been defending it, and the whole gimmick was that he didn't want to defend it. Like he kept having non-title open open challenges, which is stupid. Like all like I I I think Sheamus has had one of the best Renaissance like moments of his, of his of his career where he's like come back from like being basically is he gonna come back like he had like spinal stenosis or something and he came back he lost a lot of weight looks in great shape and has had great matches for the past year or so but it's cool they gave him the u.s title but he didn't do anything with it and the u.s title has kind of fallen off the map um you know because of that because of them not booking it strong so it's really this was one of the highlights in ring bell to bell for me of all the matches tonight. And it feels like an afterthought because the title feels like an afterthought because Damian priest feels like an afterthought because he was riding high after mania. And what do they do? They have him almost exclusively wrestle the two dudes he beat at mania for months. So hopefully I never have to see him in the ring with Miz or Morrison ever again. And now he's the ch- now he's the champion, and he can go on and have matches with good matches with, with other good heels in in on Raw. I don't know who those might be, but maybe we'll find him. You know what? You know what? Who might? Let's see. I want to see a T Bar versus uh, Damian Priest match. Good. That would be a great match. And it, like, does T Bar have to win? No. But could it be a hell of a fun seven and a half minutes on an episode of Raw? Yeah, it could. Let's do that. Uh, Usos against Mysterios in a match you've seen a thousand times. Look, it's always good. I have no issue. These teams can wrestle a thousand times, and, it, and it's always going to be good. The problem is, it's just like what what new stuff can you do? 
right? The Usos win. They, they, it was another good match. Crowd loves Ray. I don't know where they go with it. I assume this is another thing. They'll probably just do it again on Friday in some capacity. No, People I'm, seem to think Dom is going to turn. I don't know if that's the case. What do you think? Dom's not going to turn, but like the, the, the Usos, Usos, I mean, here's the thing. You would think the Usos are, are primed to have a really fun feud with the Street Profits. The Street Profits can't stop losing to Otis. So like, like, do you, you know what I want to see? I want to see Gable and Otis versus the Usos. Give them 12 minutes on an episode of SmackDown. Let Otis just drop Vader bombs on people. I don't care who they are, they're aligned with, healer face. I want to see that. I'm not going to get it. You know what I'm going to get? The Mysterios versus the Usos at the next pay-per-view, and probably the one after that, too. Next pay-per-view is Extreme Rules. They got to do it in a kendo stick match or some shit. Like, yeah. what they'll do. We're going to see Usos and Mysterios. We're, we're, we're going to see Usos versus Mysterios in an Extreme Rules match that's going to like be the feud blow-off. But that means they got to keep this feud going for another four weeks. Oh, I can't wait to see... A, Let's see. Hey, uh, last week Ray beat Jay. Let's see if this week that we can see Dominic beat Jimmy. Oh no, Jimmy beat Dominic, which means you got to go back to the beginning. And next week is Jimmy versus Ray. I don't need to say any of that crap anymore, man. I just don't. Joshua Baker says the new Mysterio shirts are too good to break up uh, for the breakup to happen anytime soon. Yeah, I, I, that's just what people are thinking that they're going to term Dom at some point. I don't think it's happening anytime soon. I mean, uh, I, listen. Although a heel Dominic Mysterio would be comical just yes, for the laws. Yes. That would be hilarious to watch him try and be a bad guy. Yeah. Like scowling all over the place, really, really bad acting. That would be a lot of fun. Pair him up with Eva. We'll, we'll get over real quickly. Uh, Drew McIntyre, Jinder Mahal in another match that definitely needed to be on this show. Drew won and like, Four and a half minutes. And Jinder was like, please, please don't hurt me. Like, are, I'm sorry. Are you or are you not a former WWE champion? Like, you should never have been in my book, but they made you one. You held the belt for a long time. You don't get to come out and say, I'm a former WWE champion. Why doesn't anybody respect me? And then get in the match with another former WWE champion and go, oh, please, please, Mr. McIntyre, don't hurt me with your big foot. What? What? What is this? And also, okay, so Drew won the match, so Veer and Shanky aren't allowed to be at ringside, but he is allowed to bring the sword. Was he is he allowed to commit murder with the sword? Like Yeah. He can he can always commit murder with the sword. The thing okay, is, so, Drew's just a nice guy, so he's just not gonna do it. Okay, so he's he's got basically like immunity from all for future prosecutions for sword murder. Because yes. after he beat Jinder. Then Veer and Shanky came down to check on their friend, and he literally chased them all out of the ring, swinging a sword. And he said to Shanky, "You almost you came this close for me chopping your head off." And like, so if you had, would we be like, "Yay, Drew, you just murdered a guy with a sword for checking on his friend"? Like, like this goes. This is the thing. It goes. This is the, me and Drew go way back to the time where he murdered murdered his opponent's pet to get over as a baby face. Yeah. I, I, I mean, whatever, whatever you're going to do. Uh, it's just, just a thing that Drew, Drew's an asshole and we, we like it, I guess. Look, man, they got to they gotta do something with this sword payoff. Somebody in chat says the Punjabi prison match, maybe chops his way out of the Punjabi prison or something. 
They got to do something. I don't care if you CGI it, cut somebody's head off. All right. Like let, let's, let's pay off with this sword. There has to be something better for Drew to do than mess around with gender for another month or two. Like we have to find something better for gender. I don't know what it is. I don't care what it is. Something else, because this, this is not good. It's bad television. I think, I think they're trying to, they're worried about the backlash with him. So they're trying to keep him down and, and gender is the way to do it because you know, Drew's going to get cheered against well, gender and they can say, yeah. Hey, we kept him out of the title picture for a little bit. And then they'll eventually elevate him back up when Goldberg gets the title or whatever. They, they desperately need some type of shakeup because Raw, like, I don't know who's facing Lashley after Goldberg. And if Goldberg gets his idol, I don't know who's facing him. Raw is just no, void of top guys right now. Here's what happens. We'll, 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 we'll talk about Goldberg and Lashley in a bit. But Goldberg gets to get the title in Saudi at signs of time. And then he's going to keep it. He's going to face Roman in a title in a title versus title match at, at Survivor Series because they always do those. And then it doesn't matter who wins that match because nobody loses their title. And then he's going to keep it until the Rumble. You, Goldberg is going to win the title in, in, in Saudi and keep it until he loses it at the Rumble. To who? I don't know, but who cares? I hope you're right. I hope Goldberg just stays the champion forever. Who cares? <laughs> who cares at this point? Uh, uh, firm Flim Flam Mandrew says, Miss Drew and Gender, and look through Twitter to see who won. Never found out because I guess nobody, <laughs> nobody tweeted about it. Good submission <laughs> of that match. <laughs> Uh, Raw women's title, triple threat, Nikki Ash, Charlotte, Rhea Ripley. But Charlotte was the star of this match, I thought. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and she capped it off with the victory 12-time women's champion. I didn't think this match was bad or anything. Uh, I like all three performers. I am actually a fan of Charlotte. I think she is very good. She's do incredibly I, good. Yeah. Yes. Do do I wish that they booked her a little bit differently? Yes. Yes. And this was once again highlighted here and that she was incredible in this match. She was the star of this match. Did she need to win after she got the title last month and then she lost it the next night and she gets the title again? I, it just feels like they're boosting those numbers to, to quickly hit 17. And it's like none of these title reigns are memorable. Like, especially this one. Like, you you had Nikki A.S.H. win this match at win the money in the bank and and then the next night she cashes in and it feels like you've you've given her a month and you you have decided she's not over enough and so now it's her fault and so not your fault and so we're going to take the title back off of her and give it put it back on charlotte and and my thought was if you were just going to do that then making nikki the champ was a bad idea because it, it kind of made all of her promos seem weird. If she's not the champion and she's trying to be the champion, all of the stuff of every little setback is okay because I know eventually I'm going to climb that mountain. That, to me, is much more relatable than I'm the champion and I know I've lost these six non-title matches in a row, but the next time I think I'm going to do it. That is ridiculous. It seems like... like, like like something like some, something wrong with your brain that that's how you're pre- processing all of these losses as champion. So now she's lost. She's lost the title. She's no longer champion. And I don't know what you do with her from here. 
they they are great at booking an underdog and they have an ultimate underdog as almost superhero and they immediately put the title on her <laughs> to where it's like you've accomplished your end game here your yeah. end game should be the title and we're just immediately going to do that and it's like wait but you're still the underdog so even though you're the champion we're going to have you lose and then she's like well i almost got you like you're the champ you should yeah. have higher standards than, yeah. than almost then, winning these and matches then, and then they had her tap out they had her tap out to lose the title like like that's there's <laughs> other ways of doing the thing you want to do which is to make charlotte the the champion again I mean, I'm, am I personally glad that Rhea didn't have to tap out in order to do it? Yes, because I like Rhea, and I think keeping Rhea strong is more important than keeping Nikki strong. But I don't I don't feel like it kind of belies all this stuff if Nikki's like, oh, my leg hurts. I guess I'll give up now. I thought your whole thing was like, don't give up, because that's what, like, I mean, I don't know. Well, it's she, a ridiculous almost thing. Right. She, she almost didn't tap out. Right. She almost didn't tap out. She didn't tap out. She was almost a winner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, CJ Dar says, why give Nikki Ash money in the bank if you're just going to do this? They do this every single year with the women and the money in the bank. They give it to them, and then within 24 hours, they have it cashed in. Well, or or you do something like, well, but they have a cash in. I don't mind the cash in as long as you have a plan for what's going to happen after the cash in is successful. Like, you have a plan. This is what we're going to do. Apparently, the plan was, well, we're just going to keep it for a month. We're going to give it back to Char- We're going to title back to Charlotte. Like, they had Bailey cash in almost immediately on on Charlotte, and Bailey kept the title for like 400 days. So, like, that, well, that is a plan. It. Well, she lost she it, and, it and then got it right back. Yeah. Exactly. I don't think for in this, <laughs> in this in this instant, I don't expect Nikki Cross to get the title right back. I don't think that's a thing that's going to happen. I don't know where they, they go. Like, who else is on Raw in this women's division? I know you can say, like, okay, there's Asuka. You can do something with Shayna. There, there's Nia. They haven't built, like, any of these. Listen, up. here's the thing. Like, I, I hate to think this, but after last week, that tag match and, and Nia taking offense oh, to yeah. Charlotte slapping her on the butt, we might get a Nia versus Charlotte match at, at Extreme Rules. Won't that be fun? Don't do don't don't put that out there, Alex Blowski. <laughs> Listen, just, I just I hate it too. I'm I'm not I'm, I I'm not booking this shit. I'm just saying what they might do because I because I, uh, I apparently I like to be depressed. I don't know. <laughs> just, <laughs> just don't put that out there. Uh, Nerd Guru says also what in the ever loving fuck was the the point of Nikki Ash existing to goose Flair's numbers? I mean, who cares about Raw, honestly? I'm fine with the Nikki Ash character. Is it my cup of tea? No. Do I understand why is this? Sure. Just book it the way it should be booked. It's an almost superhero. It's an underdog. It's somebody who should be fighting from underneath. You immediately put the title on her, and it's like, well, you kind of just immediately ruined that. So not great. Not great at all. Uh, what, was, what was next on the show? Edge and Seth Rollins. Edge comes out with the brood theme. Yeah, a mixture of the brood theme and then on this day seth rollins with the with the drip look this match ruled they played it they they played the hits here all right rollins was hitting pedigrees stomps hitting uh, of course he did the deal uh bust out the phoenix splash and everything edge hitting his usual stuff education educator glam slam they did they did all their big moves in this match the crowd completely ate it up i absolutely love this match Edge got the victory. It was the best match on the show, I thought, by far. And yeah. I, I like the, the Roman and Cena match, but, like, nothing was close to, to this, this match. Yeah, yeah. This was, 
this was everything. And, and Edge this, wins uh, with a, a modified uh, sleeper hold after like, he had the cross face. Rollins broke it and just slammed it. I love, I love when guys just like slam people in the mat. I'll never forget when Brock and Brian did it. Like that spot rules so much. And then Edge and Rollins did it here. Put him in the sleeper. Got it. Uh, I thought this match was great. Yes, yes. I mean, it's every, it's everything, <laughs> it's everything I wanted out of the match. I, I was, I, I'll tell you. Remember I said, this thing's going to go 28 minutes, and after and about minute 21, I'm going to lose interest. But it, that uh, wasn't the case. But I was really worried about it when, when, when Rollins was spending way too long walking around on the outside of the ring about two minutes into the match. And I was like, are they just artificially like fluffing the, the match length so it's going to be 32, 35 minutes? Because I don't need to see any more of those. And I'm really happy to say that they didn't like everything. It all made sense by the end. Um, my uh, Loki, my favorite, one of my favorite moments of the entire night was, uh, was Rollins coming out with with the, with the jack and everything. And Michael Cole says, "Looks like something from Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band." And then uh, Pat McAfee two minutes later, "Yeah, it looks like Sergeant uh, Popper or whoever." It's like Sergeant Pepper. Yeah, whoever that is. And Michael Cole being honestly offended that Pat McAfee didn't know the greatest Beatles album of all time. And I thought that was really funny. And I, I really, honestly, the, the Michael Cole um, and Pat McAfee thing of like the, the put upon dad and his, and his son, who's just un uncontrollable is a really cool relationship to have as a, as a two man booth. They're, they're really good together. And I did not yes. think they were going to be. Um, and, and they add so much to these matches. And um, I thought that this was, Everything was supposed to be. Edge Edge got to break out all. Not only is he going back to like old theme songs, but he's going back to all of his old moves. Like the Educator is such a great uh, uh, submission move that nobody uses. Like it looks so brutal because the guy's all twisted around with his knees and knots, and you get to stand there and just stare daggers at the back of his head. Like it's a really cool move that nobody uses. Um, the Education was always one of my favorite DDTs ever. All this stuff was great, and I love that he just choked the life out of Seth Rollins. Like that was, it wasn't like a move that he was doing. He did a cross face and it was like, no, uh, now I'm going to do a cross face kind of, but mostly I'm just going to choke you until you pass out. Yeah. And I thought that was really, really brutal and excellent. And, and now I've seen it and I worry that we're going to see it again and then again and then again, and that I'm not going to want to see it anymore. I... I don't think Edge is the kind of guy that's just going to be wrestling every week on SmackDown, so I'm less worried right. about that. I do think they run this back. At least extreme it, roles, yeah. Though. That's they do some type of gimmick match because. But see, I think if you would have done that, I was going to say like Seth probably should have won then because then Edge has to go even darker. But right. maybe now the story is that like, all right, Seth is like, you know what, you you showed to me you can go dark. Now, like, I can go darker, and now let's do, like, the eye-for-an-eye match at Extreme Rules. <laughs> it's coming, Alex. No, no, it's, coming. It's, it's, it's Seth's speciality. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's a match that he invented. He's 1-0. There's never been another one. It was a huge success the first time with the ping-pong <laughs> ball that was colored red. Remember that? Remember how terrible that was? So uh, so we're going to do it again this time. We're definitely it's coming. Doing it again. Seth is going to challenge Edge to an eye for an eye match. Edge is going to accept it. And Seth is going to be 2-0 and o in eye for an eye matches. And then we're going to get eye patch Edge. And that's going to be a lot of fun.
Look, everyone, when this happens, please come back to this podcast. I'll clip it. Look, if this happens, I'm going to clip the shit out of it. It's going to be all over my Twitter, okay? And when Alex and I review the Extreme Rules post-show, everyone, I ain't reading no super chats unless it's over 100 bucks. all right? You got to pay all the monies when this thing comes true, all right? That's what's going to happen. Flim Flam Manager says, Edge concussing Seth to death was the best that spot rolled absolutely yeah. loved it absolutely loved it uh <laughs> bobby lashley and, and, and Gilberg, they did what you would expect of these two men some spears some power spots some tried for the jackhammer tried for some hurt locks and and then the end goldberg hurt his knee and, and he's just like well can't continue <laughs> lashley just smashed the shit out of his knee Ref is like, can't continue. And then so Lashley just grabbed a chair and just continued to smash the shit out of his knee. And then uh, Goldberg's son jumps in the ring and Lashley just chokes him out with the hurt lock. And MVP's like, uh, well, I didn't know it was his kid. Could have been anybody. Fair point, right? Fair point. And Goldberg, Goldberg looked on in distress. We'll see you in Saudi. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's the way it's, that's the way it's going to be. Um, when this match wasn't over in the first three minutes, I was like, oh, how <laughs> overbooked is this shit going to get? Uh, because that's basically all all you, all you Goldberg has. If you let him go full speed, all he's got is three minutes. So once it went beyond that, I was like, this is going to have a wacky finish. What's it going to be? How's it going to get involved? And then, then, then MVP just, just clocked him in the back of the knee with his cane. And Goldberg turned around like, is that how they do things around here now? Like. <laughs> Yes, yes, it is, Bill. I know you've been away for a while, but yes, this is how we do things. Um, and yeah, so that just but Bobby Lashley's look on his face um, when when they called the match was like, what? What? Why? Why would you? Um, they had to pretend I, Goldberg, brother. I, I, <laughs> like you couldn't just take it to the loss. Bobby, you've been running that man's knee into the ring post <laughs> for the last seven minutes. You can't be shocked when they call the match because his knee is hurt. Like you did, you you accomplished it. You won the match. You hurt the man. You're like, but I wanted to keep beating him up. Um, that th- that was that was my second favorite uh, reaction shot that they got from from somebody in one of the top two matches of the night. The other one was was Cena when he hit the AA on range through the table, and then the crowd started like went went crazy, and he realized, oh, if I roll him into the ring, I might be able to win. He does this thing where he looks in the ring and then looks back at Roman, then looks at the ring, looks at Roman, and he's like, <laughs> "I was like, you're doing Scooby Doo reactions, John. You got to tone it down a little bit. You're you're a top top tier actor now." Um, this this was a lot of fun actually, with beating up of Goldberg because um, I, I I like sitting Goldberg in pain. But but beyond that, um, when Gage hits the ring, when his kid hits the ring, and he chokes and tries to give him on a sleeper held. And just it was just watching Lashley because you know how strong that guy is. I mean, he's a 15-year-old kid. He's not fully grown, but he's not small. And he's just like yoink and just like chokes him out in like two seconds. And I love that MVP's like, whoa, 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 whoa. They're uh, okay, everybody. Listen, I I know what it looks like. I know it looks like like my friend Bobby Lashley has just committed felony assault against a minor, but there's no possible way he could have known he was a minor. It's okay if he committed felony assault against okay, an adult. Man, look, this man jumped into the ring and attacked him, all right? I'm like, not it, holding Lashley responsible for any of this. In all fairness, 
the boy started it. Uh, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah. And then, and then Lashley had to finish it. But I love that as they're leaving, Goldberg gets, <laughs> has his son try and recover. And just, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and then they should have gone, they should have said, at Sands of Time. Because that's basically what we know. The, the the crown prince of the Saudi has said, yes, uh, bring me the large, bald Jew. He amuses me. And so, well, we got to bring Goldberg here because that guy said so. So now now we're going to get Goldberg beating. Goldberg is almost invincible in, in Saudi matches. Like only, only Undertaker can beat him. But that's it. That happened in Nam, not Saudi. Yeah. Uh, Nic- Nikolai Kreese says, Gage Goldberg is basically we have hook at home. Uh, Zadius <laughs> Smith says, I thought it would have been great moments that Biggie come out and stop Lashley at, when he was dismantling Goldberg. Could have been nice. I thought we were getting that. I really did. Uh, when one, Once Goldberg's kid got in there, I was like, okay, maybe not. But like as he was beating, uh, beating Goldberg's leg with the chair, I was like, oh, man, I think Biggie's going to come out and like basically like save his hero here. Lashley's fresh. It ain't like he's like cashed in on a, a Lashley that's like worn down or anything. Like Lashley's still pretty fresh. He's like, you know what? Like I'm sick of this. Let's go right now. And then Biggie gets to. I thought that's where they were going. Obviously, they didn't because we got to have Goldberg and Saldi. Yeah, no, we're 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 doing that match. Get used to it. Goldberg's winning that match. Get used to the thought of of Goldberg versus Roman. Uh, when we could have Lashley versus Roman because an underrated match that has like like nobody remembers is Lashley versus Roman like two or three extreme rules ago or whatever it is. They had a really great singles match that they let Bobby win. He beat Cena Cena, Cena Reigns clean yeah. and which which was a, and then they then immediately after that they gave Roman the number one contendership to the title. I remember like, this. Like what? But I, I, I really wanted to see more than anything. I, they never, they, they, they said no, Alex. You don't get to get the things you want. Months <laughs> ago, but, but a, a while ago, I said I need to see the entirety of the Hurt business because they were together at this time. I wanted this, and the entirety of the Bloodline in six man tags leading up to, um. Leading up to the to the to, to summer to Survivor Series, and then the Usos versus Cedric and Shelton, and Bobby versus Roman at Survivor Series. I thought there was a chance we were going to get that. No, just kidding. Instead, you're you're going to get you're going to Goldberg versus Reigns, the match we were supposed to have at Mania. We're by God, we're going to do it anyway. <sighs> Let me catch up on all these super chats. Thank you guys for for all the support tonight and last night. Um, with the, the SmackDown show and the Rampage show where a guy named CM Punk returned. Uh, Nerd Guru says, did we already talk about how the USA executives are exploding <laughs> due to Fox getting Brock and Becky? Because, well, I think USA is going to do, like, okay in the draft. I, I don't know if they're going to get both Brock and Becky, but they're, they're going to get something in this draft because they ain't, they ain't trying to do USA too dirty. Because, I mean, USA is a Peacock property, and, like, their pay-per-views are still on Peacock. They still got to, like appease that pretty well uh um zach barber says give becky both belts rawls a wasteland yeah this is where the drafts got to come in they gotta they gotta shake some things up they here. need that soon yeah it's supposed to be when october like, like early october that's too yeah, long from now do it, it tomorrow <laughs> we need it now man uh jeff carborn says lol at becky returns immediately to squash bel-air what's soulless booking i didn't think it'd be possible to screw up becky's return here we are yeah man 
Totally did. Uh, Harry Harry Yazawa says, Biggie with the briefcase, Brood Edge returns, Becky returns, Lesnar returns, all that to possibly counter CM Punk's return, and they missed the point. I don't know if all of this was the counter Punk's return. I think they had... Like they had a lot of it already yeah. planned out. Like Becky's supposed to, people were talking about her being back at Mania. Brock, I don't know how quickly that came together, but they've always, they've wanted him back. They want him back the second he leaves, essentially. Uh, so it wasn't really the counter, but they did miss the point with, with some of it. Uh, JJ Lee says, just left SummerSlam. Crowd died after uh, Bianca got screwed, then came back during, what, what, what do we have? Okay. The crowd died after Bianca got screwed, then came back during Edge and Seth. The tale of two returns, nailed one, botched the other, WWE in a nutshell. Yeah. Uh, Shane Heckman, my guy, says that was fun. Angela, Phil, and Wyatt say hi. Tell them I said hi, Shane. Hope you're doing well, buddy. Uh, Tony P says Vince was wrapped in his safety blankie tight with the, these finishes and results. Uh, Van Twinblade says one out of five show, Vince retire challenge. Uh, one out of five? What was your overall? the rating for this show. Oh man. Um, I don't know, maybe a t- two and a half out of five. Like there were just enough, like they, they, they end up shooting themselves in the foot so many times with really crazy booking decisions and matches on the card that didn't need to be on the card. Nobody needed to see even Marie and Alexa on this card. Jinder and Drew didn't need to be on this card. Those matches were so bad. They weighed down, the, the overall rating, like if you remove them overall, the match, the, the, the night's better because that bad stuff isn't there. If they don't botch the Becky return so badly, then, then that's like, this it counteracts the Becky return without that terrible booking of Bianca? It, 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 it inflates it with the terrible booking of Bianca. It brings it down. Like the, the, it was really uneven, but like the second, my second favorite match bell to bell on the entire show is Damian Priest versus Sheamus. With with the matches they booked for the show, and I'm including Sasha versus Bianca in there because they told us right before the match didn't happen that it was going to happen. With the matches you booked for the show, the second best match can't be Sheamus versus Damian Priest. I I I thought Cena and Reigns was the second best match, but I, I can see, like, if that's not your cup of tea, I completely get it. Uh, Edge and Rollins was great. I didn't have high expectations for this mat for this show because I was only interested in like three matches. One delivered, the other I thought was good, and the other didn't take place. And then to the other that the one that didn't take place, they had something for it, and they screwed it up. The rest of the show just kind of was what it was. It didn't get like a ton of time. The, the matches were fine. Some of them were like the two tag matches, good good stuff. Priest and Sheamus, good. Didn't get like a ton of time or anything, but. They were, they were what it needed to be. I, a 2.5 out of uh, 5 is very fair. Uh, Myron Kidd said, where was the pyro tonight for SummerSlam? That's, apparently it was, a, it was a venue call. It was, okay. it was forbidden by the venue, which if like if that was the case, you maybe should have looked into that before booking the venue because <laughs> I mean, it's a big deal. Like I felt like Goldberg, for one, wasn't told there would be no sparks because he stood there at the top of that weird curvy ramp forever. And yeah. I was like, what are you waiting for, Bill? Are you waiting for your sparks? Because that's not allowed by the venue. Well, they're coming back to that venue for Money in the Bank next they year. They are. Maybe, that's maybe, a, maybe, that's they've a gotten a, maybe they've gotten a, a call that they're like, no, next year they'll be able to do sparks. Yeah. Uh, Brian Heath says, SRS taking Denise-style dumps. 
Uh, and he also says Sean's going to sleep. Sean hasn't tweeted in like an hour. He's definitely sleeping because his work is just he just tweets. He didn't actually do any work. Uh, <laughs> Some stupid punk says Luke Owens is going to be a papa. And then again, he says, thank you, missed it. Luke Owens is going to be a dad. No, we didn't miss it. I was just saving it to the end to congratulate right. Luke. That's right. Jeez. But thank you for, for sending it twice. We appreciate that. Uh, and finally, Jamatito Gomez says, now that SRS mentioned TakeOver, think it'll be a thumbs up emoji. And that leads me into the final thing of the night before we get out of here. TakeOver tomorrow night. I'm going for my fourth straight show of the, of the, the, I don't know. Fourth straight. I did show on Thursday, show on Friday, show today, show tomorrow. Denise and I will be back for TakeOver tomorrow. You know, we get CM Punk return on uh <laughs> Uh, on Friday, we get Becky and Brock on Saturday. What do we got on TakeOver? Allie, who is the big return that they can bring? They're going to have The Rock. The Rock's going to show up in NXT. You imagine Capital Wrestling Center. He's like, let me introduce my daughter to everybody. They got to have something for TakeOver, right? Come they got to have something for TakeOver. I mean, I mean, Bobby I, Rude coming back to NXT. There's a thing. They, they did that ridiculous thing like where – Mandy Rose showed up for two weeks, just hanging out, <laughs> out. Yeah. And, and now we she have, we haven't she hasn't been there for like th- three weeks. We, I have no idea what's going on with that. So we know it's possible they could just demote somebody to to to, to NXT. So they could they could do that. They could have somebody who's like here's the thing. Like if if Ricochet showed up back in NXT, where at least they would let him be a possible title contender. Like would that be bad? For Raw, no, they're not using it for anything. Would it be great for Ricochet and NXT? Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun to watch Ricochet bounce around and do some cool stuff. But, I mean, is that possible? Sure. Do I think it's going to happen? No. I think TakeOver tomorrow is going to be really depressing, honestly. I think so, too. I, I, I think so, as well. And, like, after this this weekend, man, I'm just like, oh. Like, we're going to end the weekend with, like, the least anticipated. Like, <laughs> I, I, just, I just, I hope they just... Do the right thing. Have Samoa Joe choke out Kyrie. Thirty Kroc. seconds. Thirty just seconds. Have him, just have him. Have him just choke the guy out immediately. Prove his dominance. Karrion Cross can go be five hundred uh, on on like two, <laughs> two, two and two, three and three, four and four. Just keep five fifty fifty booking uh, Karrion Cross on the main roster without the gold around his waist. 30 seconds. That's what I want from that match. Cause I know Colin O'Reilly is going to go about 50 minutes and mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, Oh no, come on guys. And mm-hmm. I love both those guys. I don't need that thing for 50 minutes Mm-mm. guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you tomorrow. Alex, let everyone know where they can find you at. You can find me on the Twitter at Alex sour Graps. I do the sour Graps show twice a week on Fightful select. Um, there'll be a special uh, edition of that. I want to say tomorrow afternoon um, for the 200th episode um, where I will um, I will read aloud and and crack wise on an old magazine article that did a fantasy booked match between Hulk Hogan and Mike Tyson. It is the most off the wall, bizarre, bonkers shit you've ever heard in your life. Uh, and I think it's a lot of fun. People will like it. So. I, I very much look forward to that. You can also catch Alex reviewing NXT. That's true. We're kicking his ass in the yes, ratings. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, well, with good cause. Because it's because there's not been good shows, and people people don't 
People don't people don't like uh, me talking uh, about NXT by myself, which is why I've recruited Kate Hensler to come on and start being my co-host at least some of the time. Um, and starting with this Tuesday uh, for for the funeral of NXT, uh, let's let's hope let's hope it's a, <laughs> let's hope it's not. We're gonna have to wear like black veils and start saying the last rites before every show. Uh, everyone follow Alex. Thank you, Alex, for doing these shows with me the past two nights. And Denise and I will be back tomorrow for NXT Takeover. I assume Denise is out like partying tonight in Vegas and stuff. I, I might get a text from her tomorrow afternoon. She's like, Jeremy, I just got back. I don't know how I'm gonna be doing this show. And Alex, I want to message you and be like, You ready for the hat trick, buddy? We're going Let's three for do three. It. Let's do it. <laughs> Everyone, thank you. Thank all you right. for all the support over the past couple of days. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go to FIFO Select, sign up there, leave us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, twitch.tv slash FIFO Gaming. Go over there as when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply as well thank you guys again for all the support we'll catch you guys tomorrow right back here with nxt takeover 36